Welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. I'm your host, Lauren Leopold, and I'm here sharing actionable insights on how to start and grow a service-based side business, as well as interviewing incredible women who've taken theirs full time. So plug in and get ready to get inspired. And if you like what you hear, I'd love it if you could give me a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button so you get notified as each new show drops. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Quits and Giggles podcast, the show that empowers you to quit your nine to five and work for yourself. Today, by popular demand, I'm going to be talking about niching, which is one of the biggest struggles I see amongst the women I talk to. And it was by far the most requested topic when I recently did a poll on my Insta stories asking what you guys wanted me to talk about. So this episode is going to be perfect for you, basically wherever you are in your business journey, whether you're like right at the start or whether you're more established. Because if you're feeling frustrated that you can't confidently articulate what you sell or to who, then it's probably because you haven't properly nailed down your niche. And it might feel maybe like you have too many ideas of services you want to sell or people you want to help. And what then happens is you do a bit of a shit job of explaining to people what you do because you're trying to tell them about too many things. And then what tends to happen is our marketing starts to sound a little bit like someone standing on a street corner and shouting, I can solve lots of problems for you, like whatever you fancy. In fact, I can solve all the world's problems all at once. Just give me a chance, which I'm sure you can see is not very compelling. It's pretty bland. It's generic. It kind of sounds like you don't want, you don't know what you're doing. And it's pretty confusing and confused people do not buy. So it is crucial for you to have clarity on your niche because that is the group of people who you work with. And if you can't articulate, sorry, your offering without stating in detail who you help, then you're not going to get anywhere. So I'll use myself as an example, right? I could either say to you, I'm a business coach for women, or I could say, I help frustrated corporate women get their first paying clients without social media so they can build their businesses without work knowing. Now, which one sounds more clear and compelling? Which one would you be more likely to buy? The second one, right? And that's why people get in contact with me because they understand exactly who I work with and how I can help them. And that is the power of a really good brand statement. And in order to get a good brand statement, you need to know your niche. So you might buy into all of that. You totally get it. You understand the um, the kind of theory behind it. But even so, this is so often where people get stuck because even though you get the concept of niching, you are worried about cutting people out in case you miss a sale. Or maybe you've resisted niching because you're worried that there aren't enough people in that niche. Or maybe you're scared of not attracting enough clients or enough money within that niche. Or you might be worrying that you'll choose the wrong thing to focus on. Maybe you'll get scared that you'll get bored with your niche and have no other options outside of it. Or maybe you're worried about pigeonholing yourself and missing out on work. Maybe you've already niched down, but you're still not getting the clients you want. These are all problems that I've had women come to me with. So regardless of your concern, please just know that you're not alone. Like most women I speak to have either a hang up or some kind of struggle with niching. But the thing I really want to get across in this episode today is that it doesn't have to be hard and it really is not about restriction. It's actually about focus. And an example I wanted to give you was about car manufacturers. The reason this came up is because we are looking at getting a new car. So I will use VW as an example. Is that what we've got? A lovely little T-Rock, but it's too small. Anyway, I digress. When VW design a vehicle, do they try and create it for everyone? 
No, they don't. They will be something like an SUV for a family, a pickup truck or a van for a tradesman, or like an electric vehicle for the sustainably conscious people, right? And each of these vehicles addresses a specific set of needs. And it is exactly the same when you're establishing yourself as a service provider. You are simply focusing on a specific group of people and their particular needs, because then you can focus all of your attention, your services and your marketing on this individual group of people, which basically saves you time, saves you money, and it saves you a lot of energy. So although narrowing down your potential client base might seem counterintuitive, it really actually helps you stand out more because your audience then knows that you help a specific group of people with a specific problem. And it is so important to get right because without being able to confidently articulate who you help and with what, you're never going to get past that first hurdle. And if people don't understand what you do and who you help, they're just never going to buy from you, right? But there's a real danger of just trying to muddle on without a niche, like just calling yourself a coach or a consultant or a designer or a trainer. Like that is not a niche because it is so broad and generic that it's not going to resonate with anybody and it's not going to result in any clients. But the biggest mistake I see people make at this this stage, and this is what I really want to get across in this episode, is that overthinking, basically, overthinking the whole thing and letting it completely paralyze you so that you don't get anywhere. And and this is because people worry that this is like their one and only chance to get this niching thing right. And it has to be perfect before they start their business. And the reason I know that is because that was me when I first started coaching. Like I'd worked in marketing for 15 years. I knew exactly how important niching was. Like you didn't have to convince me, I knew it. And I had a couple of ideas for mine, but because I wasn't like 100% sold on it, I really shied away from trying to get clients because I thought I needed to make the big decision like before I could put myself out there. But what I didn't realise at the time was that it's really perfectly okay if your niche changes over time. In fact, it probably will. And in fact, the best advice I ever got from my mentor was just to start, start with the bare bones of a niche idea, start working with people and your true niche will find you such amazing advice. So I did exactly that. Basically, I firstly started out helping women with their careers because basically that's what always people had always come to me for. And it was fine. And it, and it got me some clients and it got me some money, but it just didn't light me up. And then I moved on to helping women who wanted to change career. And this was better. Like I could feel myself getting warmer, but it still wasn't quite the one. Then much later on, a woman asked me to help her start a business and leave her corporate job, just like I had, she said. And it hit me like a bloody truck. Bam. I bloody loved helping her. It was just, it lit me up like a frigging Christmas tree, right? And that's when I realised like this was my niche. This was what I was put on this earth to do, to help women like me start businesses and find freedom from the corporate grind. And over time, session by session, client by client, my niche became abundantly clear. And what I've realized is like my niche had been in me the whole time, but I'd never have realized it if I hadn't started working with people and using that as a process of elimination. So please, if you take nothing else away from today's episode, whatever your inkling of a niche is, just start. And if you don't have an inkling yet, don't worry, because I'm going to give you some questions that will help you narrow it down. And the questions are also really, really useful for any of the more established business owners that might be listening, because it will really help you refine or narrow down your niche. Okay. So the first thing we need to do 
is to define your target market. Now, this is the broadest description of the people you want to target. And that could be women, men, entrepreneurs, mums, etc. And it's a pretty straightforward question as it's the broadest description. So for example, I knew quite early on after all the free coaching that I'd done that I wanted to work with women and not men. Okay. No reason particularly. I just vibed with them better. Okay. I'm not anti-men or anything like that. I just vibed with women, women better. And if you're not at that stage yet, or even if you don't have a preference, it's okay to write people. Okay. You don't have to narrow yourself down too far because the next questions will. The next stage, number two, is actually defining your niche, right? Now the niche is actually the segment of your target market that we've just talked about that you specifically want to serve. So basically your target market gets broken down into further segments. So for example, if you chose women, then you could niche down further, which would could be like married women, single women, corporate women, women business owners, women over 50, something like that. Okay. And then you could even niche down further than that. So you could say like married women over 50 or single women under 30, right? So you can see how you can start niching down really, really quickly. And I'm going to give you some questions to help you work it out. Okay. If you don't really know it yet. So the first one is, who do you think will resonate with you the most? So for example, for me, that is corporate women who were unfulfilled in their job and want to start a business. Okay. Because that's my story. Also mums. Um, I know that I have a lot of people coming to me who um, have kids. So that, that helps me narrow it down. The next question is, who do you resonate with the most? So like, who do you look at and be like, God, I really want to work with them. So for me, that is everything I've just said. So women who are unfulfilled in their corporate job, but particularly the type of person is like a bold sort of courageous person, like a real go-getter who's like ready to take action now. Okay. The third question is who do you really, really want to help? So for me, that's women who want to get their service-based business off the ground as opposed to product-based businesses, because that's my own experience and therefore my area of expertise. Now that doesn't necessarily have to be exactly the same for you, but just when you're thinking about like when you're daydreaming about your perfect client, like who is it that you really, really, really want to help? And also to say like, if there starts to be some repetition in these questions, that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing because it means you're onto something. Okay. Number four is what similar journey have you been through yourself? Now, if you've listened to episode one, you'll know my story of getting signed off work with stress and anxiety and having a light bulb moment to retrain as a coach and start my business. That is the very, very short version of it. Um, if you haven't checked it out, do check it out because it's, it's a good story. But essentially that story has enabled me to define the types of women I want to work with. So I want to work with women, not necessarily that have had burnout, but have got to the point where they need a change and they need a complete uh, redirection in their career, which is starting a business. The next question is, what struggles have you overcome so that you can help someone else who's currently experiencing the same things that you once did? So again, for me, um, that would be about somebody who has wanted, you know, had some kind of issue with their career and they want to start a business. But in particular, one of the things that I struggled with was not being able to tell work about my business. So I had to find a way to get paying clients like on the down low. I couldn't be all over social media. So I really love helping women who are in exactly the same position as I was. It doesn't always have to be, you know, some women are perfectly fine with being on social media and I'm happy helping them too. But my real, real ideal client is the people who are going through the same thing that I were, I was even. 
So those are the questions that are going to really help you narrow down that niche. And that's fine, right? You could stop there. But there is a third stage, and this is the secret sauce, right, which is defining your ideal client. And this final stage takes you that one step further than simply niching because it helps you identify the exact characteristics, the exact struggles of the desired person within your chosen niche that you would absolutely love to work with. And this is really important because it's when you really clearly define your ideal client that your marketing becomes super, super powerful. And again, I'm going to give you some questions to help work this out. But before we dive into those, I just want to say that it is so much better to focus on the more psychographic type questions that help us really understand what's going on inside people's heads than the usual like bog standard demographic questions like income, geographic location, occupation and stuff like that. And that's because these psychographic questions really, really help us tailor our offering and our messaging directly to our ideal client. And this is so important because it really, really works. Have you seen an advert recently, right? Or read an email or a social media post and thought, how the hell did she get in my head? Or that sounds bloody perfect for me. And if you have, that's because the person who created it has really nailed their ideal client. They've probably gone through the following questions and done some market research and they've really, really taken the time to understand you. Okay. So the questions that you can ask in this situation are like, what are the problems they're facing that you can solve? So in my situation, that would be uh, women who are unfulfilled in their job for whatever reason. And they've been dreaming about starting a business for so long now, but something's holding them back. It might be procrastination. It might be fear. And you can see, I'm really going into detail. I'm really trying to get inside the psyche of that person. I'm not just saying they want to start a business. I'm really thinking about what their thoughts and feelings are. Okay. The next one's quite similar. Uh, It's what's keeping them awake at night. So again, a different version of that first question, but it might be like, you know, I'm just, is this it? You know, am I going to be in this job forever? I'd love to start um, my own business, but I feel like it's too late or I'm not good enough to start a business. Okay. So all of these horrible thoughts and feelings that go around the head at night that, you know, that's going to really help you tap into their psyche. Next question is how do they feel about that? How do they feel about those things? So what is that making them feel on a day-to-day basis? Is it frustrated? Is it angry? Is it annoyed? You know, what are the feelings? Because the the more you can tap into their feelings, the more you're going to be able to write an offer and messaging that really resonate with them. Next question is, how does that show up for them? And by that, I mean, what are they doing or what are they not doing as a result of their thoughts and feelings about those problems that we've just talked about? So for example, you know, the fact that somebody might have a fear around starting a business means that they're probably procrastinating. You know, they've probably been thinking about getting this business off the ground for bloody ages now, but for some reason or another, they're just not getting it going. And it's normally down to fear and it's normally, it's not down to laziness. It's normally down to fear, basically. So what are they doing or not doing as a result of what they're thinking and feeling about their problems? Next question is, what's their desired outcome? Like, what do they want? Because ultimately, that's what you want to help them with. Yes, you want to help them solve a problem, but what are you trying to help them achieve? So for me, their desired outcome is to not just start a business, but to get paying clients from it and to ultimately leave their job, right? And that leads you on to the next question. Like, what's their heart's desire? Like, what do they really want? Well, okay, yeah, they want to quit their job uh, because they've started a business because they want the freedom, they want the flexibility, they want the autonomy to work for themselves. So you can see I'm I'm going much, much deeper than just saying they want to start a business. Okay. And then the final question 
final two questions, sorry. How will that make them feel? So we asked earlier, like, how were they feeling when they were thinking about their pain points? When we're thinking about their goals and their desires, like how will it make them feel? It will make them feel happy. It will make them feel fulfilled. It will make them feel like they can bounce out of bed every morning instead of like dragging their ass to the shower. Okay, so you can really see I'm like getting into their head here. And the final question is, what will it give them? Again, it's a bit of a play on some of the other questions earlier, but it really, you need to tap into that ultimate goal. It's not just about starting a business. The business is going to give them the freedom, the flexibility and the fulfillment that they don't have at the moment. Okay. And the thing I want to say is, I, I know it's easy for me to sell this up because I've I've got my niche sorted and I know my ideal client at the back of my hand. So if you're listening to this and thinking, that's great, Lauren, but I don't know the answer to any of these questions, please don't worry. That is what market research is for. And let me tell you, these market research calls have been an absolute game changer for me and for all my clients. Um, and because it's so important, I'm actually going to be doing another episode on how to carry out market research. So don't worry, I'm going to go into that in more detail. But without the market research, you should be able to answer quite a few of those questions because in theory, your niche should kind of be somebody, if it's not like yourself three years ago, like it was with me, it should be somebody that you're able to picture, somebody that you know, or somebody that you've worked with for free before. So you should have some kind of starting point. Okay. So you don't need to do market research to find your niche. It just really helps you nail it. Okay. So that is it for today's episode, a nice short and sweet one. Hopefully it's helped you get out of your way um, and moving towards nailing your niche. The last thing I want is you procrastinating over uh, getting your niche done because you you don't know how to do it. You know, it can be simple and you can just start with an inkling. Okay. But obviously if you want help doing it faster and with the added benefit of a fresh pair of eyes who can literally spot your niche a mile off, then just drop me a line. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Leopold, the coach, all one word. But once again, thank you so much for listening. There are absolutely bajillions of uh, podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to little old me. And for that, I will be eternally grateful. Um, so thank you. And um, please don't forget to hit that follow or subscribe button on your podcast app of choice so you can get notified as each new episode drops. Thank you once again, and I'll see you next time. And that's all I've got for you today. As always, thank you for listening. And don't forget to drop me a review and rating and to hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And you can head over to Instagram at Lauren Leopold, the coach for daily content on how to start and build that side business and quit your nine to five. I'll see you next time.